Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, this is not Brandy, <laughs> this is Kevin. Brandy had a bit of a family emergency, so she is um, not available tonight, but this is our very first show of 2018, One from Brandy and myself and everyone at Global Teen Radio, we want to tell you Happy New Year, wish you a Happy New Year, this is going to be the best year ever, and we have some huge things coming up which we will talk about uh, later in the season as well. But um, just, you know, I was thinking about it, um, and I've heard so many people, actually every New Year's, I I hear people saying, boy, I'm sure glad to put that year in the rearview mirror. And um, I heard someone else talking about it, and they said, you know, isn't it interesting that it it seems to be like an attitude where, uh, you know, sometimes you don't get to move forward until you realize what you're meant to learn in the past. And so I was thinking, guys, for those of you who are thinking, man, uh, you know, 2018 can't be any worse. 2017 is behind me. I just want to tell you, this is going to be a great year. And whatever is coming up, you are going to get through it. It's going to be okay. And I just want to say, everything will be okay. Everything will work out. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I felt like there's some people out there Tonight, listening and just thinking, man, how am I going to deal with this situation? How am I going to get through this? Everything will work out. It always does. The only thing that's different between the start of that situation and the end of that situation is your attitude walking through it. And you never want to look back and go, man, I wish I would have handled that differently. So just, I don't know, if it's for one person or a bunch of people, chin up. It's going to be okay. And I'll tell you... I, I was planning on saying that before I even met our guest today, um, but what an, a, a great bridge to introduce the amazing Cosette Leary, and I've just met her today and heard a little bit about her story, but guys, you're going to want to stay tuned for, for the whole show because um, <laughs> she is a fireball, I'm telling you, so welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here with you. And I just want to give a shout out to the youth, the parents, the teachers, you guys. Let's get it started. I love it. It says you are the business owner at Fired Up and Ready. And I'm telling you, hey. Um, hey. bullets have left guns slower than you. <laughs> you are fired <laughs> up and ready. So I, uh, what's that? I said, you better say that. I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get an amen, right? (laughs) Well, and, and just hearing a little bit about your story, cause that I'm going, man, talk about everything will work out. And, and you just, you, you sound like you had the right attitude, even when, you were thinking, I have a terrible attitude, or I've just lost all patience or hope or whatever, and you never gave up. And 
And maybe that's where we should start is just <laughs> where all good stories begin at the beginning. Um, you are originally <laughs> from Seattle. Got to love, you know, big Seahawks shout out. Absolutely, Seahawks! <laughs> so why don't you just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about um, kind of, you know, the start of your journey? Because it's, it's amazing. All right. Thank you so much. My journey started out when I was very young. I became a teen mother when I was 14 and had my child when I turned 15. I was in foster care. I had already spent two and a half years of my life going from being a ward of the court in a receiving home to being placed in a children's home, the Sacramento children's home, to being placed in a group home, to then becoming pregnant and placed in a foster home. Hmm. People used to ask me back in those days, they'd say, who are you? And I would say, nobody's child. I'm, I really meant I was nobody's child. I lived from placement to placement and I felt very expendable because I never felt like I had a permanent home, a permanent place to belong. I was always surfing for a new placement all the time. Well, during that time, I was bringing my child into this environment. And my life, people doubted me all the time. You know, I already had low self-esteem. I felt like I didn't have a plan for my life. I felt like my life was always dictated by other people. And I didn't know where to turn to create a life. But in that, I had determination. I think I had determination because it was more of a rebellion. I was like, I'm going to show you sorry suckers. <laughs> I'm going to make it come what may. Y'all sitting around here looking at me talking about, oh, you're young. You haven't even begun your life. You don't know what you're going to do. Okay, maybe so. But I tell you what, I am strong enough to figure it out as I go. And if there, to all of you youth that are listening, I want you to know that you are strong enough, yeah. smart enough, and wait for it, despite popular belief, wise enough mm. to map out your life. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say that it's going to be perfect all the time with fairy dust. Nah, there's going to be some trolls. <laughs> okay? But the thing about it is you can be strong enough to defeat those trolls. Yeah. Getting a support system, just like being with this wonderful group of people right here, knowing your worth and knowing how to ask for help. Don't be ashamed of what you don't know. Elevate yourself to what you can learn, okay? That's what I want you to know is that you deserve owning your life. Your life is yours. You're the only you that you got. Believe it or not, you are the only you that you got. And educators, teachers, thank you for everything that you do. Mm -hmm. Even the sacrifices that you make when you feel that you're not a part of the infrastructure of the systems that you work in. Thank you for being dedicated to show up enough to co-nurture the children of our world and our society. Kudos to you, teachers. And parents, thank you 
for not giving up on your children. Thank you for not giving up on yourself. Thank you for knowing how to come back into your children's lives when you all have somehow tripped up on your emotions and your relationship. It is not easy to parent. We've all heard it. Children don't come with instructions. <laughs> well, in honor to the youth, parents don't either. But what we do come with is a sense of family and belonging somehow. And we want to keep that inclusion. So I am saying all of this to celebrate all of you, celebrating your dignity, your respect, your courage, your questions, and encouraging you to dream out loud. Mm. Dream out loud, okay? So with that being all said, back to me being 14 and pregnant, I have a new life coming into the world and I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. Determination was my true grit. And I had the gift of gab. And I bet you a lot of you young folk got the gift of gab too. Doggone it, I know you do. (laughs) You never know that talking to you, Cosette. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Don't share my secrets too far. I got a reputation to keep. Yeah. So with my gift of gab, I was able to start to think about who I was despite my circumstances. And my circumstances were poverty. Absolute, direct, chronic poverty. I grew up predominantly in Sacramento, California, and gangbanging was a big thing. I grew up when the Crips and the Bloods were really coming on strong. And I didn't want to be a part of that. But it was difficult because if you're growing up in the hoods, everybody's a part of that. That let me begin to realize that I had something called identity, my own personal identity, and that I had the right to own that identity. And it gave me hope. Hope is a miraculous thing. So with that hope, I began to realize at an early age that I had leadership qualities. Now, I didn't know what to do with those or how to perfect them, but I tell you what, it started me to thinking. And even though I was thinking, I was too young for a lot of things. I can't tell you how many times people use the word, well, you're a minor, you're a minor, you're a minor, you're underage, you're a minor. Yes, but I had a brain. Mm -hmm. And so for all the times that I spent being a minor, I spent those times doing a lot of thinking. You know how you think, well, if I could do this, this is how I would do it. This is how I would do it. So I had a lot of planning over the years of if I could do it, this is how I would do it. But my socioeconomic situation made it very difficult because... I didn't have access and I didn't know where to get access to middle-class thinking and middle-class systems. So for years, I stayed on welfare with my ambitions and my ideas. They weren't going anywhere, but I was bound and determined. So was there, sorry, I'm not sure what that was, but was there, um, was there a, a, a moment or a specific 
uh, a change in your thought or something? What was the catalyst then to go, okay, I, I, you're going from I can't get access to this middle class thinking to I'm going to bl- blow past the middle class thinking, you know what I mean? <laughs> So, okay, you're going to love this. <laughs> we fast forward several years later, and I'm still in Parvish, and I'm working at a daycare, and I have overbearing supervisors who got on my everlasting nerve every day, and I had to formulate a plan to get out of this life. So what happened was, Having people tell me constantly what I could not do or what they would not allow me to do made me all the more stronger and determined to do what I wanted to do. But I had to find a way. So my turning point was when I got sick and tired of everybody telling me what I could have for this thing called my life. I wanted to own my life for me. It wasn't for everybody else to tell me, oh, stop right here. This is as far as you can go. But I had to get creative. And like I was sharing with you earlier, I was fortunate enough to come across a magazine. Reading about people who have either done or are doing what you want to do is an excellent way to really start to wrap your head around how to become the you that you really are on the inside. And through reading about Dina Dwyer Owens, like I had shared earlier, she's the CEO of the Dwyer Group, now the co-chair of the Dwyer Group in Waco, Texas. I decided to write her a letter. I wanted her to know that I was an impoverished individual who had hopes and dreams. I had the courage to write her. I want to encourage all of you that are listening to stand in your courage It is your greatest weapon. Your courage is your greatest weapon because your courage can be co-signed by your hope and you can do incredible things. And that's exactly what I had. I had courage that was co-signed by my hope. And I wrote her a letter describing my circumstances and I asked her for help. Mm. And she turned around and helped me. That was the turning point. Awesome, Cosette. So I think we need to go to a break here in a moment. Um, So before you get into that, because it's a really exciting uh, part of the story, isn't it, where you reached out, and that could have been the end of it. And that could have been, you know, uh, that that would have made your journey a lot different than what it is today. So we'll get into that after we go to break here. And I think we are ready for our first commercial. We're going to let it go. And then we'll be back with Cosette Leary after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. 
And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with the amazing Cosette Leary. And Brandy, if you're just tuning in, is not with us tonight. Um, but uh, but she has trusted me with her friend Cosette. And um, <laughs> I'm just blown away at your story, Cosette. And, and you haven't even really got into it yet with everyone. So... I'm going to just hand it over to you and, and let you go. The last, just before we went to break, you were talking about writing this letter and reaching out. Now, yeah. you kind of you kind of skipped over some things that you had told me initially. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if you can come, come back to that. I think you were sitting in an IHOP. Do you want to ah, share okay. that and how you found that man? Because that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, awesome sauce. Well, with the IHOP issue, actually, Dina and her family were having dinner in an IHOP restaurant. Yep. And she was paying attention to the waitress just zooming all from table to table, hustling for them tips, y'all, hustling for them tips. And she said she thought to herself, that woman's feet must kill her at the end of her shift every night. She said when she got home, she couldn't get the waitress out her mind. And she said that she was getting ready Wait for it, you guys. Getting ready for bed. She said she thought to herself, if it's that hard for a working woman, a waitress, how hard must it be for women on welfare? Shazam! Oh, my goodness. What? I read that. I read that in that magazine. What? I got to read it again. Wait a minute. I know I read that wrong. I know I read that wrong. I must have read that sentence five times. 
and it didn't change either time. <laughs> and I said, oh my goodness, I'm a welfare woman. She's talking about a welfare woman, how hard it must be. And like I told you guys, after reading that, honor that article, I was so moved that I had to do the honorable thing, the stand up honorable thing. Stole that magazine. <laughs> I wouldn't let that magazine get away from me for nothing. So I took that magazine home. Now, now, kids, don't try this at home. I'm not encouraging you. All right, now, let's, let's just get a disclaimer going here. Let's get a disclaimer. I'm not encouraging nobody to take something that don't belong to them. I'm just telling you my story. All right? Okay. So, I took the magazine home. Again, not encouraging nothing. Just telling you my story. And I called up the information line and asked for her physical address to her company. And I wrote her a letter. I needed her help. And I knew I needed her help. And I felt that since she was paying attention to the waitress and pondering, thinking about women on welfare, perhaps she would see me. I was frightened because I knew her position and I felt that someone was going to look at her mail before it got to her desk. And I was really worried that since I wasn't anyone particularly important, that my letter might just get shoved to the side or tossed into recycling or whatever. But I had to have the courage to write it. I had nothing to lose. I had nothing to lose. And if for some reason I didn't hear back from her, I was gonna write somebody else. I wasn't gonna stop until someone gave me a response. Fortunately, my letter got to her and she read it and she had her executive secretary call me. Dina ultimately ended up flying me out to Waco, Texas, putting me in a Hilton hotel, having me be an honorary guest at her franchise board meeting. And all of a sudden I saw a new horizon on the line. I saw I could do something with my life. She began to mentor me and her encouragement, her inclusion of me, her value of me began to lick the wounds of my low self-esteem and begin to show me that I could work towards my hopes and dreams and that I was valuable enough to go after what I wanted in life. And you know what I wanted? I wanted to shake this world up. <laughs> How many of you guys want to shake the world up? Come on, shake it up. <laughs> shake it up. <laughs> shake it up. I wanted to shake this world up. I wanted to tell the world that they could wake up and dream and become victorious. And I wanted to empower low-income people. Mm. Because you see, coming from poverty, we often look at other people that have things that we want and say, oh, well, that's for the others. We can't get that. And I often crack this particular joke, and it's one of my most famous ones. You want to hear when I do workshops. I, I, I love this one. I, I, I want y'all to know I love this one. Okay. I'm just saying. And the joke is I tell them, I said, look here. Rotary Club don't come into the hood. I said, hey, look here. Rotary Club don't come into the hood. <laughs> so we don't get to learn that middle class language. Hey! 
ain't that funny. That's a me slammer. <laughs> what you say? <laughs> really, it's the truth, though. And I want to work to bridge that gap between impoverished communities and middle and upper class communities. Because what I have grown to learn, be it if you're 13, 12, 11, 14, 16, if you're 24, 32, 54, 88, whatever, we all want a very same core thing, and that is acceptance. The interesting thing is that we far too often look for acceptance outside of our own skin. I want to encourage people to feel accepted for who they are and then take their gifts and talents for who they are mm-hmm. and come out here and join me and shake this world up. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to tell you all for a respective time, the story is too long, so I'll tell you where I'm at now. Okay, I am a mother of four. I did have my first child at 15 years old, got pregnant at 14 in foster care and all of that. But now I hold my degree in public administration. I graduated summa cum laude from my university, raised the world. I served in a senatorial and congressional office. The senatorial office, I served for three years as a low-income advocate. That got me to a think tank called Brookings Institution, which is one of America's highest think tanks. In fact, our President Obama, when he got elected, came to Brookings and asked if they would help him pick his executive cabinet. Okay, then going from Brookings Institution, I got in a congressional office on Capitol Hill, District of Columbia, finished my degree worked as a custodian at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland, and took the train into Union Station and walked over to Capitol Hill. And that is where you got from welfare to the White House, baby. Never let where you're standing determine where you're going to go. Only you determine where you're going to go. So now I'm an author, and that is the title of my book. It's From Welfare to the White House, How I Reclaimed Myself and How You Can Too. Now, with that being said, I'm also a motivational, transformational public speaker. I'm also a certified coach. And yes, I'm a former welfare TANF, AFDC TANF recipient. Mm. But I'm stronger than that. And so are you guys. Yeah, that's right. Man, I, I feel like I'm in church closet. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> I forget, I'm forgetting to interview you and just I'm just mesmerized. I'm listening and oh. your story is amazing. And Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And and so uh, we, we got another break coming up in, in a few minutes, but... Okay. Um, uh, yeah, there's so many things I want to ask you, but what what do you want to tell people? I mean, you, you, you've done it throughout your whole story here that you are strong enough and you're good enough and you're wise enough. And I love that because so often we, you know, we don't tell our kids or our teens or, or young people that, you know, you, you got the smarts for it. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it because you're young or, or wait till you're a little older. Um, I love that when you said that, you know, you are wise enough. And it's all, I mean, hey, it's all a learning game, isn't it? 
It is. It is. It is. So, and you just you just go with it, and you learn as you go, and and um, you know what you've accomplished. I'm sure many people who knew you growing up would have said that's impossible. To see, Absolutely. To see this little girl, and and even at 14, um, getting pregnant and saying yeah. for this for this young woman to do anything will be a miracle or straight up impossible and I, and and what i love i love this saying is it's only impossible until you do it there it is and, and there you it is there and, it is and you're not done either are you i mean you got oh, so no. many things you are <laughs> you are you are a firecracker. I'm, I'm just getting it. started. You heard me. I didn't come this far to be done. Now, uh, uh, the fact that I am uh, that I have gotten here, yeah. despite despite popular belief, I have gotten here. I'm here to tell you. Now that I'm here, I ain't going nowhere. Y'all might put, go ahead and put out some drumsticks, collard greens, cornbread, and give me a thing, a pitcher of Kool-Aid, because Coco has come to roost. I'm sitting down. <laughs> I am here to stay. You hear me? I am here to stay, and I am here to bring so many other people with me. Let's go, y'all. Yeah. yeah, like you said, fired up and ready. We getting this started. We getting yeah. this started. I want all of the people that feel like they are underdogs. I want yeah. all the people that feel like they're unsung. I want all the people that feel like nobody sees them. I want all of us to get it started, get it cracking, lacking up in here. Cracking, lacking. <laughs> and you know what? Think just um, just imagine all the the dreams, the the. You know, the aspirations, the things that, that all of our listeners, all of those things that they want to do that they've thought of and thought, I, I can't do it. Imagine all of those people right now, everybody, every one of you that's listening and you've had things that you've been been dreaming about or, or been even told that, oh, that's not possible or what a silly dream. None of your dreams are silly. And it it's certainly within reach, even if it seems like it's so far gone, there's always a way to accomplish that. And if, if it's on your heart and it's something you can't stop thinking about and it's your passion, then you got to go for it. And, and <laughs> unless it's illegal, then stop. Stop. Hey, 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 hey. That's right. Cars and, and don't listen to Cosette about stealing magazines. But other than oh, that. Don't, don't, don't steal no magazine now. <laughs> don't do that. Just read it. That, you go for it, right? And uh, I was just thinking, cause that imagine all the people out there. If we if if we can just even inspire one person, how much of a difference that would make in the world. And so, if you've got those dreams out there, and you're thinking, nah, it's just it's too hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna go status quo, man. Status quo will kill you. It'll suck you dry. And just you know, I, I told Brandy this too a long time ago on the show. I said one of my biggest fears. I think we were talking about fears. And if people ever ask me, what's your biggest fear? It's always being average. I'm terrified of being status quo, of being average. And, and um, you know, so anyway, I think we, we have to go to break here in, yeah. in a minute. But, um, yeah, that's wh whatever that dream is that you're thinking about, whatever is on your heart, on your mind that you can't get off your, off your brain, you got to go for it. And people like Cosette and, Brandy and myself, man, we believe in you, and you are definitely, you've got everything you need to do it and to be all that you're called to be because you are so special and talented and gifted. Mm. Every single one of you has gifts and talents and abilities, 
and not anybody who's listening is the exception. You are not an exception. You are absolutely created for amazing things. So we're just trying to help you get from where you are to where you're meant to be and and cheer you on every step of that way. So um, let's go to break <laughs> because <laughs> if we don't, we're going to forget. All right, um, all right. We need these commercials. So um, let's go to break and we'll be right back with Cosette. And Cosette, don't let me forget, we got to get your social media links as well so everybody can contact yeah. you too. All right, we'll yeah. be right back. So stick around. You don't want to miss this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste, and Freshly delivers to my home and my office, so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, guys, welcome back. We need another three hours, I think, with this woman. This is the amazing Cosette Leary. Um, And, uh, Cosette, before we get back into your story, because there's so much more I know you want to talk about and so little time, um, but just just quickly, and we'll do this again at the end, but um, Mm -hmm. social media links. Where, Where are you? Where can people find you? Where can they reach out? Yes, I have a Facebook page called From Welfare to the White House, and they can go to that and find information about me 
different videos that I have on topics that I'm talking about. There will be information on when I start having speaking engagements in different cities and things like that. They can go ahead and contact me and get tickets and all of those kind of things and just see what I'm all about and just become a part of my tribe and I become a part of their tribe and we just keep moving together because this is not just my story and this is something that I talk about a lot. It is not just my story. There are so many me's out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This story is something that I've been blessed with to be able to bring it to a forefront, to be a sounding board, but this story is about us. It's a story of us. It's not a story of me and the other people. It's us. And it is what makes us human. It what makes us the human race and brothers and sisters in the human race. So although it is taken from my life, there are so many people that have so many similar circumstances in their life as mine, that it's an honor to be able to share this story and realize that the impact is to elevate so many people that are living in the circumstances that I did as well. So it's, this mm -hmm. is a story to honor so many people, not just myself. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. All right, so if you want to reach out, and uh, get in touch with Cosette. You go to Facebook from Welfare to the White House. Uh, mm -hmm. You can search for that on Facebook and find her. And this is a woman who would love to hear from you. I know that she would love to to hear your story and, and and share that journey with you. So, um, Cosette, I'm I over the break we were just talking and I mentioned I'm fascinated with the whole White House thing and um, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to get into <laughs> politics or anything like that. No, 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 we ain't going to do that. Because <laughs> we, we are in Canada here, and we're just part yeah. for that. We don't, we don't, you know, make waves ever. So, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but you mentioned you worked for the congressional, uh, for a congressional office. Is that the right yeah. way to say it? I, I um, did. I worked for a congressional office. Okay. On on the hill, I was an intern there, and it was a, an amazing experience. Yeah. But when we want to talk about the reference to the White House, why the book is called "From Welfare to the White House" in the Facebook page, is because I had an experience sitting on a bench outside the lawn of the White House. You see, I it was my first time in D.C. ever. <laughs> I was attending Brookings Institution. And let me try to give some background on that, okay? Because I love the reason why I was into Brookings. I just got to it. I'm going to try and do a fast out. Yeah, yeah. I was in love with Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything Condi did, I wanted to grow up and be Condi, okay? Yeah. Be Condi to the point where I would literally stalk every bio I could find on her and see what classes she took. And I streamlined my classes at school to take the same classes Condi took because I wanted to just, oh, be so much like her, okay? So one of the things I found out would researching Condi, I love you Condi, <laughs> is, that her, is that her father was a professor at the University of Denver, Colorado. And so in reading about her dad, I learned about this think tank called Brookings Institution. That's how I learned that Brookings existed. And so I brought that information 
to my director when I was in a senatorial office. Now, I hadn't gotten to a congressional office yet. At first, I was in a senatorial. And I brought that information to my director and said I wanted to attend Brookings. And my director encouraged me to. And I saved the money from my Pell Grants. You know, I had a FAFSA form and I filled it out and I got Pell Grants. They covered my books and my tuition. Everything I had left over from books and tuition, I saved so that I could pay for my Brookings classes, airfare, and hotel. That's how I paid for that, okay? So, now, one, so I get to my first Brookings class. Never been to D.C. in my life. I'm so stoked, and I'm enjoying Brookings. I'm in there with people from NASA, Social Security Administration. I mean, these are some Whoop, there it is, people, okay? And I'm in the room with them, right? I'm like, hey, yeah. And so after I get through with my first day of session at Brookings, I'm a tourist, you know, I'm a tourist. Yeah. And I'm in D.C. And I'm going to go see the White House because I had aspirations to one day be involved. Now, at the time, I didn't know I was going to end up in a congressional office on Capitol Hill. Wow. At that time, I was just attending Brookings, you know, and going to go see the White House. So this is what happened that really made me want to do all the more so what I want to do, and that is impact low-income people and bridge the gap, okay? I go to the White House, and as I'm walking up the lawn, of course, you know, the White House itself sits behind this massive black wrought iron fence. You can't get in there, but they have this big lawn outside of it with benches and everything. As I'm walking up, I did not see what I thought I was going to see. I was expecting my stellar, majestic, I mean, this is the house of my nation. This is, you know, like, this is my country's house. As home, y'all, as home, okay? But what I saw was tons of homeless people camped on the lawn. Oh, wow. I was in a state of shock. And I was so pumped up from being at Brookings that the adrenaline was running in my body of excitement and, you know, feeling like I'm starting to really arrive in life. And I get to my White House and I see tons of homeless people camped on the lawn. Well, it took me aback. And so I even felt my knees like buckle because that's not what I thought I was going to see at all. So I went and found a bench to sit on. And there happened to have been a homeless woman sitting on the bench as well. And she looked up and saw me. And she said, you like the White House? <laughs> I, yes, I do. I do. She said, are you a politician? I said, not yet, but maybe one day. She said, oh. She said, are you going to put a face to the homeless? Wow. I looked, I looked at her. I was like um, stunned. I didn't know how to answer that question because I was so full of my own elite, elitist status. You know, I just left Brookings, you know, NASA people and everything. And, uh, yeah. I'm looking at her, I didn't know how to answer her, and I said, maybe one day, if I can, and she says, I want to give you something. So she starts rummaging through her cart, and she takes out, you guys, I know, but I do laugh when I talk about this part, I'm sorry, because it just cracked <laughs> me. She took out a deflated yoga ball, <laughs> and she said, I want to give this to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I have no room in my suitcase, my little carry-on suitcase with a ball. yoga ball to get it back on the plane with me. And so I said to her, I said, no, that's okay. Thank you. But no, thank you. And she says, it's a good ball. And I said, I know. <laughs> I said, I know, but I don't think I have anywhere to put it. So she stuck it back in her car. She goes, okay. 
And she said, what are, you, what are you coming here for? And I said, oh, I came here for a class. She said, you from D.C.? I said, no, I'm from the other Washington. And she said, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, she just, you know, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And so I asked her, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, can you tell me how you ended up homeless? Mm. She looked at me. She said, I'm a registered nurse. I said, you are? She said, yes, yes, I'm a registered nurse. But I got in a car accident and they had to do brain surgery, brain surgery, brain surgery. And while she was saying brain surgery, brain surgery, brain surgery, she started just going off on medical terms, like what Latin root words? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I, look, it took me a lot to get over Ebonics. Don't start this the, the root word. Don't start the Latin root. Hey, 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 hey. You know, all I know is penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sitting here just going off with all these terms. And then all of a sudden, it's like she looked at me again like she had just woke up or something. She saw me. And she said, are you going to put a face to the homeless? Like she had forgot everything we had already talked about. Like she had forgot that she was just, just saying all these medical terms. Like, like, like she had just woke up. And I said, I, I'm going to try. She said, I want to give you something. Oh, I was like, oh. Not the ball again. Again. And she reaches down in her cart and she pulls out this little, little instruction manual book. But this time I decided that I was going to accept her gift. You know, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And she gave it to me. And she said, I got a lot of good stuff in this cart. A lot of good stuff. Here, I'm going to give you this. You, you, get the, you keep this book. It's good stuff, too. And I felt the tears start to well up in my eyes. And I didn't want to take away what dignity she had. So I politely accepted the book and excused myself and walked back to my hotel. And when I got to my hotel, I took out all of my business cards that I had got from all of the big wig people and I threw them on the bed and I acted like I was Tom Cruise rolling around on the bed. I was so excited. I literally was rolling around the bed on these cards like, ah, ah, I got all these cards. I was so excited. And then I remembered the little book she gave me and I threw her little book in the middle of the pile. And I was like, and I thought about what she said. And then I busted out crying because I realized I had done something very, very terrible. Very terrible. I never asked her what her name was. Mm -hmm. So that was my most critical from welfare to the White House experience. As I came to see the house of my nation, and even though I had came from poverty myself, I was confronted all the more so why I was gonna have to work so diligently to bring visibility to low-income people, low-income communities, empower low-income youth and mothers and fathers and community members to rise up so that we could become strong enough that we can lend a hand to people such as herself who were brilliant in their own right and now finding themselves homeless mm. on the lawn of my White House. Wow. That's amazing. Um, oh man, we are so almost out of time and so hard to talk about. But and you and and 
you told me on the break that you have, in fact, um, from where you started, you have, in fact, walked the halls of the White House and actually been in there. Is that correct? Yes. That's amazing. I went in there. That mm-hmm. is amazing. And so I know that you're, you have such a massive heart for for low-income families and, and homeless people and that kind of thing. And you... Your story from where you started back in Seattle and then Sacramento and mm-hmm. as hard of a, of a start and a life growing up as that was uh, and, and really heartbreaking to hear that, I know that you must have seen stories that were far worse than that. And, um, you know, like that's what I just want to get across to, to anybody listening that thinks I'm in this situation that is just beyond hope or whatever and and it's such a matter of perspective and i'm sorry whatever you're going through and it's it's horrible to think that people are going through things where they think there's no hope but um when you really step back and you get some perspective there are people that are going through far worse and cause that would you say that they're, they're going through far worse than you ever went through and and Absolutely. and and they're overcoming those obstacles and they're achieving great things and so um, just as another way to encourage anyone that's listening that thinks, man, you know, that sounds like a great story, but yeah. you don't know my story. Um, Absolutely. We've heard probably the, the worst gut-wrenching kind of hopeless stories there are, and, and yet we still see these people thrive and, and overcome that. So whatever you're going through, if, if you're listening tonight and you're thinking, yeah, it's just it's not going to be my story, it can be. It absolutely can be so. Um, yeah. And you want to add anything to that, Cosette? I think we I, are I do. I do. Thank you. Yeah, we're literally like four minutes to the end of the yeah. show here. So, um, I, all I want to say to piggyback on that is I want to encourage them to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Tell their story. Yes. My story may sound like, okay, yeah, that worked for her, but that's not my story. Mm-hmm. That's right. So tell your story. Tell your story. Write your story down. Tell your story. Because your story needs to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I just want to add, as far as contact information for me, I do have an email address. And it is Cosette Fired Up and Ready at gmail.com. So it's my first name, Fired Up and Ready at gmail.com. That's great. And you and you spell your first name C-O-S-E-T-T-E. That's right. That's right. So um, so Cosette fired up and ready at gmail.com and again that facebook page was oh, from no. welfare no. to the white house so oh. guys definitely check out Cosette and her story <laughs> uh we're gonna need you on about eight more times to, to get <laughs> it all, huh? but, okay um, okay you know, one thing and i know we're, we're minutes away here from the end of the show but one thing you mentioned um before we even started the show today was uh, and I'm wondering if you can do it in 30 seconds or less. Uh, when you talked about um, 
the welfare stamps and at the very beginning wow. how you felt such shame and um, how people you felt were, were looking on you with, with mm-hmm. judgment, this kind of thing. And I know that there's people out there that are going through terrible hardships and financial stress and all that kind of stuff. But just maybe 30 seconds, Just I thought that yeah. was such a, a beautiful way to put it. Thank you. Absolutely. I'd love to share that. You know, when I had to go grocery shopping with food stamps, I would often be so embarrassed in the line waiting to pay. I would think that the person standing in front of me and the person standing behind me who were hardworking people who work, you know, for the. Uh, I think we've lost Cosette. Um, all right. Well, will we try and get Cosette back? Darn, and she was just getting to something so good there. Um, guys, I just want to remind you that um, the number to call if you have any questions or or comments, or you just want to talk, or whatever it is, uh, remember our number is 1-866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. You can also email us anytime, uh, brandy with an I, B-R-A-N-D-I, at globalteenwealth.com. Um, Cosette, have we, have we got you back here? I can see you. No, I can't hear you. I'm not sure what happened with your mic. Um, well, maybe you can, you know, sign language. You can tell me what to tell everyone. Yeah, okay. All right, well, Cosette, thank you so much. I know you can hear me. Um, she's saying thank you. <laughs> uh, what an amazing story. We're going to have to have her back. Um, thank God they happened with a minute left, not uh, 58 minutes left um, at the beginning. But, uh, guys, everyone, thank you for, for tuning in. I, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Cosette, thank you so much. Amazing story. Get in touch with her. Check her out on her Facebook, and uh, and uh, you can email her as well. And, um, yeah, best show of 2018. Thanks, Cosette. <laughs> everyone, have an awesome week, and we will uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, 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 oh